Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Getting from there to here. It's been a long time. But my time is finding me. Yeah, I, I'm not a professional like you guys. That's right. Well, I need a crutch. I can do this all the time. So, hello. I am uh, doing Dateline today. Dateline. And to all the ships at sea, this is <laughs> Professor Biggs <laughs> talking to you about the latest news. Uh, deadline. Dateline. Uh, deadline. <laughs> see? See? It's not easy, is it? August 5th, tw- tw- uh, 2019. <laughs> 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 We're all a bit half in the bag from the Fireball Whiskey. Garbage. 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 Did you want one, by the way, Jeff? Uh, oh, no, you're, no. On, you're on the board. That's I'm right. on the board. Welcome, folks. It is Geek Shock number 499. I am 80s Jeff. Commander K. Oh, Vernon. Oh, oh. No, no, wait, wait, no. You are correct, sir. Maple Leaf Matt. Now you two scrubs can go. <laughs> Professor Biggs. Hi, I'm Vernon. <laughs> <laughs> they looked at me. And we're here you to see? talk to you. We I can wasn't geek. ready for that. I wasn't um, <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Master Torgo is uh, it's experiencing some swelling in an undisclosed Left area. Left testicle. So um, <laughs> he had to duck out literally at the last moment. So I had to look at it. Big I testicle. am your substitod <laughs> once again. Uh, and as Did you heard, Professor Biggs and Vernon are joining us Vernon! on the, uh, on the podcast tonight. So we'll try not to let it get too uh, too crazy here, but... Maybe we will. I don't know. Todd's That's not right. here. So. That's right. Okay, I judge like a grapefruit. You know, you got to tap it on certain sides to see if it's ripe. Yeah. So he's a, he'll be okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is, that w- is that what that sound was? You're <laughs> tapping <laughs> on it? Thumping <laughs> <laughs> it to does see it if it's right? a, a quality melon. Yeah, That's does right. It, does, does, quality it, does, melon, does it resonate? <laughs> does it resonate? <laughs> if it's well, got a yellow spot, that's a good sign. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, what geeky things did you do this week? Well... Todd's not here right now, so I've been watching Warhammer 40k Battle Reports, so I'll just end it there. Okay. Oh, Battle right. Reports. Yes. That was That's short. Two people fight each other with the armies, they record it, all the dice rolls, all that. But you guys don't like that, so... Warhammer, Warhammer, yeah, exactly. Warhammer, he just, Warhammer. He's upset he doesn't have anybody to bounce right. it off of. That's right. So, um, wow. And this is Dictatorship 80s show, so... Hey, uh, <laughs> Did I cut so, you off? Did, no. That didn't I could long. I could literally cut you off if you wanted now. <laughs> like I could just drop your mic out. But no, did I do well, that? Well, no. we found the truth that Torgo cuts Andy off because you had to adjust his level big time where Andy's <laughs> mic usually is. Well, it's, so that's I, I two thumbs be, up from Maple, Maple Leaf Matt on that right. one. Well, to to be fair, Andy wasn't here last week, so he just moved all of his settings down to zero so yeah, that yeah. It, it made it easier. But Why you got to defend him? Uh, Torgo, because maybe he's dying. We don't know. Hey, we're all friends here. You know, <laughs> this is going to be like that Matt episode where we make all those dying jokes, and yeah, then it it was precariously close. Apparently so. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, oh wow. Well, Steve, thank you for that. Steve's doing an end around pour, a reach around pour. Reach Whoa! Around. I am doing hey. a fireball reach around. <laughs> Nobody can hear you, Steve. <laughs> I am doing a fireball reach around, ladies and gentlemen. You put the lid on. <laughs> yes. Well, that's why there's no spilling. That's yeah. what exactly. <laughs> all right. So, uh, well, if that's all you have to say about. Well, okay, hold yeah. on. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, we went to go see Top Gun. Yes, we did. Right. Uh, oh, flashback screen. Flashback, flashback cinema yes, on yes. on Sunday. Do, 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 yep. do, do, you know, listen. I feel the need for some speed. Do, 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 do. That. Uh, do, do. 
it's still a good film, but it's definitely a product of its day, um, which is kind of ironic because I remember when it said at the very beginning when it says Indian Ocean present day, I started laughing a little bit because I'm like, no, it isn't. Yeah, What's well, the matter, Kirsten? No, I'm just a... Am I not doing something right? No, no, I'm actually checking to see if my timer is in sync with yours, and it's, it's, it's close pretty enough. close. It's a close enough. And anybody that knows Jet Fighters knows that those aren't MiG-28s. No, they're not even close. and T-38s. Not even close. But they were flown by instructors of the flight fighter weapons school so yes there I saw is that, that. At the end. so that i was... thought you were gonna say like actual russian uh, no at the time soviet pilots yeah no, we'll, we'll come do top gun yes <laughs> we'll all be doing this hollywood top gun of course we will you really want us to shoot down the tom cruise yes yes you really Into want the mic steve <laughs> you really wow no. that's a difference for 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 shoot down the goddamn Tom stage Cruise. actors Ale- don't know how to use a fucking microphone. Alexi, photos want to get big tooth man. <laughs> big, tooth, <laughs> big tooth man. Front tooth. You can't look away when you see it. <laughs> yes, uh, gets, uh, or three. middle tooth man. That happened uh. to, uh, what was that, like a couple months ago? Yes. Somebody mentioned, uh, I'm, I'm talking to Vernon, folks, just to clarify mm. something for him. Uh, somebody mentioned Tom Cruise's out of uh, whack smile hmm. and how one of his uh, front teeth is kind of center. Are and you talking pre the ortho, uh, uh, what are they called? The, uh, they're like braces, but they're like the Invisalign. Invisalign. Well, actually, they're kind of, it's still kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> really? And, uh, and poor Matt now cannot look at Cruz and not see it. Mm-hmm. I'll put it down here. It'll be in the background. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I know what to edit out on this yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> Steve. Yeah, Steve. <laughs> um, but uh, three yeah. three bottles of finest vodka from uh, oh, St. Petersburg. If we shoot down Middle Tooth Man. Yes, Middle Tooth Man. Okay, and so get, uh, a bunch yeah. of us went to the Star Trek con. Yes, get, we did. Get to Batman 2, Val Kilmore. <laughs> the annual oh, yeah. Las Vegas Star Trek convention. Yeah. Once a year, Trekkies pull their mouths off the end of a loaded gun and adjust their eyes to sunlight. <laughs> oh, yes. Wow. Man, talk about going dark. Yikes. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, do you mean Trekkies as in the fans or Trekkies as in you guys working back at the... Uh, <laughs> Because Trekkies yeah, the fans, he needs the professional. No, hold on, hold on. <laughs> the Tre- Trekkies the yes. fans have all this shit to look forward to: Di- Star Trek diversity and uh, uh, Star Trek old man. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Golly, that sounds well. I'm not. <coughs> I'm not diving in there. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's trying to push a button. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he is. I'm not setting myself in case up you for. Didn't know, uh, Vernon is not a fan of Discovery or diversity? the upcoming Picard series. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that uh, that uh, Taster's Choice or no, the Folgers Crystals. We've, we've secretly replaced Next Generation <laughs> with we've secretly Discovery. replaced the Star Trek Vernon normally watches with Discovery. <laughs> Let's, Let's see if he notices. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes! <laughs> no, he's burning. The picture wouldn't even come up on the screen. He'd hear the first two notes of the soundtrack, and he'd be like, "Out of here!" You know what, Picard? The last episode of season one should be there are five lights. It'd be like, "Holy shit!" Like a reach around. Oh no, four lights. A callback. Oh, like a reach around. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, like Picard. Okay. He's been there the around. whole time. Uh, He's been there the whole time with Gal Masset or whatever the fuck his name was. Yeah. Oh, I see. He's been there okay. the whole time. Yeah. Okay. Oh. All right. I like that. Interesting. Okay. Yes. All right. It's like the ending of Saint Elsewhere. 
It's all in the boop, snow, boop, snow globe. Boop, so the first episode of Picard <laughs> opens with him laying on the couch, staring dramatically into the distance and saying, oh, shit, there were five lights. <laughs> 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 oh, well. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, w- well, you know, I know what I saw at the convention. What did you guys see at the convention that you uh, were particularly... Uh, didn't go. Either so excited nothing. about or thought, oh, that's cool. Lots uh, of boobage. Will and Holly. <laughs> oh, from Land <laughs> yeah. of the Lost. Yes, yeah. yes. Apparently, I don't know what it is, but Land of the Lost is like the only other show that's allowed to appear officially. I don't know what that's about. But uh, Wesley Yur, who played Will, and uh, Kathy oh, Blank. Kathy Blank on her name. Uh, who played Holly, were there. They actually do uh, they do con appearances and stuff. And it was really cute. It was really, really cute and really, really sweet. And Chaka wasn't there? Nope, no Chaka. Chaka's head was there, though. Yeah. I saw your picture. That was no, not picture. Chaka's head. Those, that was Ine. Was it It was Sleestack. Chaka's a, a cave boy, caveman boy. Oh, right, right. Yeah, Pakuni. It's been, it's been a while since I watched that. Yeah, Chaka Pakuni. But they, it was really funny, too, because... They were talking to something uh, that a lot of us, like experienced people and geek shot crowd, is like people mm. giving them stuff. So they had the somebody. They're like, "Look at this! Look at this!" And they show me there's a Land of the Lost um, uh, thing. It it it's actually a 3D mock-up of their title. You know, the the stone Land of the Lost that was in the beginning. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and somebody made that for them. Nice. And brought it in, and they're like, it lights up and stuff. It's really cool. And then It lights up. <laughs> Christ, that's going to be all night. And then uh, then they, like, and look at this. And he picks up a little tiny miniature, well, tiny, eight-inch tall pylon, one of the pylons from the TV series. And some person had made 3D printed pylons, painted them gold, brought it into them. And they were just like, can you believe that? That's amazing. And... And I'm thinking of all the stuff over the years we've gotten, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can't believe it actually. <laughs> yeah, all the yeah. shit we've gotten, yeah. It, it's uh, it's pretty, pretty. Uh, it's amazing what fans will do. Did they like uh, working with Will Ferrell? <laughs> you know what? Uh, I brought in my Will own Ferrell DVD. in Land of the Lost, or Will Ferrell as Marshall Will and Holly uh, in, in uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I actually, Weird I actually connection. had a DVD set for them to sign, and they were like, "Oh my God, this one is so much better than the ones we have to sell." And they're talking, and does this have any of the interview thing? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Yeah, there's also an interview uh, with Will Ferrell. I think this set was released at the same time as the movie that came out." And they didn't blink. They didn't acknowledge that not a word was said. Nothing. It was really funny. I almost wanted to be like, hello, is this thing on? But I was, <laughs> never mind, I won't bring it up again. So. And coming soon to CBS All Access, Land of the Lost, Holly. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically your red shirt guy at BlizzCon. Sure. You don't know that reference. Okay. No, I don't. All right. No. <laughs> you went to every BlizzCon and just cut up Blizzard all the time. Oh, really? He happened to always be in a red shirt. That's fine. But he would fine. do it in such a way where his questions mattered to the fans of the games and the developers didn't want nothing on it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Red shirt guy. Dude, you, we're talking Star Trek. You said uh, red shirt. It's going to yeah. go somewhere else. Yeah. And no, I didn't die. So He's but the guy that did the famous line, is this a joke? Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. Um, for Diablo. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe. I think he's the same guy. And it wasn't this week, but of course two weeks ago, I did my annual Comic-Con 
uh, track. Yes, you did. So, and I, I have, I think uh, you probably saw the post. I have put an expiration date on uh, Big Z, Professor Biggs going to the, uh, going to Comic Con. I think it's 2023. You're actually going to give it three more years. Well, technically four more years. Too big, too expensive. What? 20, 21, uh, 22, and 20. Too old. Yeah. And basically, yeah, too. I, I'm yeah. literally getting too old for this shit. Um, a bunch of CWs kind of thing. <laughs> no, yeah. no, it's just it, it's literally me. Yeah. I, my feet wear, feet and back wearing out. Um, but 2023 will be my personal my personal 50th anniversary. This year was Comic Con's 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Who are we kidding, Steve? And how was how was Comic Con? Boop. <laughs> oh, you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a little bit more true than it needs to be. But uh, yeah, but that'd yeah. be perfect. And then Sorry, I, go ahead. And then I will also be turning sixty-five that year, and I was like, that's pretty good retirement age for nice round number for everything. Yeah. And you've gone to every single Comic Con. I I figured it out. I thought I'd missed five, but I've actually missed four. So, Damn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I missed uh, ninety-three. Uh, I missed ninety-three, ninety-eight. 2002 and 2004. Wow. And they don't even give you like a pass or yeah, anything. Yeah, I'm thinking that. Yeah, like, yeah, this guy's yeah. always here. He's been here for six yeah, Nobody's there to recognize him. Oh, I know him. Get him in. Let him in. Yeah, yeah, Let yeah. 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 Nope. Those are coincidentally the four years there were no women accosted in the parking lot. <laughs> I, I think that's just a coincidence. I. Uh, I uh, I <laughs> Kooky. I. I. But you yeah, know, come was, to think of it, there were no women accosted at Comic Con this year. Uh, Star Trek. Fuck. <laughs> Man. Oh, see, it's better when you get the joke out all in one thing. Well, but been, um, been listening to the show, have <laughs> you more Holy fireball? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, just I, I actually did have a pretty good time. Uh, I was actually able to make it into a couple of Hall H and Ballroom Twenty dealios, which really, I, yeah, Veronica Mars. I had to go support the future ex-wife, of course. Sure. Um, and um, <laughs> and I love I, that the whole list. <laughs> he does have a whole list. <laughs> no, of I love it's that. It's a stupid, yeah. stupid list. It's and, awful. And it's why op- women are making seventy-seven cents to the dollar for men? I just, I you know, I thought we were beyond this. Yeah, my friend, my friend Kate, who is in fact the one that convinced me to actually write the list down, has never actually read the list. And every time I make a casual reference to it on Facebook, she's all. Yeah, she gives me shit about it. And so it's like, you know the joke's on me, right? <laughs> this is, you know, none of these very accomplished, very talented, very, you know, beautiful women would ever have anything to do with a oh, come on, Steve, not even middle-aged. Short. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you don't know until you try. Well, that's that's true. And, and, uh, and uh, once Jane Seymour got divorced, I was like, somebody introduce me to Jane Seymour. Anyway, so... Uh, but I, I have to say that the you know I, I I almost always avoid the Hall H just because it's crazy, sure. yeah. And and I actually still go to Comic Con for the comics. But I was sitting in on a lot of the DC panels this year and very lackluster. Really? And and, yeah. And I don't know if it has anything to do with the AT and T Warner merger. Um, and so DC Comics doesn't quite know where they fit in that corporate hierarchy anymore, and don't have. But basically, they didn't talk about anything new. Uh, they mostly talked about stuff that was already. You know, out there. Uh, you know, the, the year DC Black or whatever it is. Like, they yeah, the talk, bl- they talked about that. Uh, they didn't. Uh, I mean, well, they actually did have a panel about Black Label, um, 
which I didn't get to see because okay. you know, I, yeah. I was at Veronica Mars. Um, but um, but yeah, they they were just they. I mean, they talked about Year of the Villain, which is already out. They talked about all the stuff that's already out. And then the other weird thing about the DC panels was, with the exception of one that that I went to, uh, none of them had Q and A sessions, and, <laughs> which I just thought was really weird. And and I I like I say I have a hunch it's because. They're they're still trying to sort out where they fall on the new, uh, you know, corporate hierarchy. Possibly, so. I mean that whole merger. Like, <laughs> you keep getting stories like them going to HBO, who has been profitable for decades. Is like, how come you guys aren't making more money? You yeah, know, it's yeah. like, um, how much more do you want us uh-huh. to make you? Yeah, AT and T. Apparently, their 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 execs don't know what to make of having an entertainment company. No, and 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 that's <laughs> you're that Lewis, yeah, that's right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is which has been the problems with, um, you know, with the DC properties at Warner Brothers for for decades. You got to. We talked about this before. The the difference between Marvel and and Warner Brothers is Marvel Studios was a movie studio started by comic geeks, and Warner Brothers is an entertainment uh, corporation run by basically entertainment lawyers who yeah. who may or may not be comic fans from what i can tell from the interviews are not comic fans um and so anytime they get a hit it's kind of by accident just because they accidentally hire the right people that know what they're doing like wonder woman like patty jenkins on wonder woman but that's that's why there's such a big disparity in you know fan perceived quality between the two uh it's because the people that are running it are two entirely different types of people so yeah. and now with AT&T, you know, now now you we've doubled the problem because now you got a communications company that's not an entertainment company trying to dictate to Warner Brothers and HBO. Right. You know, make entertaining stuff that makes money. <laughs> like we well, already do. We, that's well, what make it make more money. Yeah. Uh okay. More, more. <laughs> yeah. Okay, magician, how are we supposed to do that? So yeah, it's I it's going to be an interesting next couple of years. Um so far as DC and Warner Brothers and all that goes. Whatever. I'm not happy. I'll oh, watch I, uh, Wonder Woman. I'm not happy. Well, mm. I got to see some panels at Star Trek uh, Vegas for the first time in a few years. Um, just hadn't really had any interest in seeing anything, but uh, I I went to several of the Discovery panels. Those were enjoyable. It was nice to hear about upcoming stuff. And then I went to the Picard panel. <laughs> Vernon's being patient over here going, and then... no. Um, putting a bullet but yeah, in I, I I actually uh, had a good time listening to those panels and um, and then of course walking the dealer room floor and uh, uh, our friend Marty dressed up as Migo Spock. Migo Spock. If you see Migo Spock on the internet, that's our friend Marty. Uh, he's <laughs> been he's been a big fan at the experience and uh, a friend of his put together that costume. They went ape shit at the Migo booth. Just so, incredible, yeah. yeah. And and he, he it's so and he even has the fucking pose down. He, yeah, he, he he did he did one where he was in a chair uh, in quarks. He looked exactly like it. It was yeah. just a lot of people said three uh, D printed belt and bright blue phaser yep. communicator. Yep. It was and and he even had a kind of a uh, like, what would you call it. 
It was a plastic. A, uh, it was rubber, but yeah, like a rubber cap on that made us. It looked like it was plastic. Yeah, he, doll. he painted it so that it looked like plastic. Because when he got it, the rubber is that the paint scheme was wrong. So he repainted the whole thing to make it look more plastic like. Yeah. And if you <laughs> so pulled Marty's pants awesome. down on the back of his leg, it says 1978. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing that the attention to detail was amazing because. I'll uh, take your word on that one, Vernon. Because uh, on the on the back, well, that's what I heard. Uh, the shirt had had this, you know, had this giant snap on it. Yeah, that, you know, to to scale, it was yeah, like where would you even get a giant snap? Well, I asked him if he had it New, made for him. New York City Garment District. Wow. He yeah. said they have them. Yeah, and, and it's just like, oh, duh, New York City. Right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it was. I mean, that that kind of attention to detail was just hilarious. Yeah. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah, I showed people the the picture of him in the chair, and people were like, oh, that's pretty. That's a pretty cool toy. The face is a little off. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, look closer, and they're like. Oh, that's like, that's like a full grown. Then they noticed all the other people around him. The way he's holding that martini glass in the one hand, it's like if you were to put yeah, a, an action figure size yeah, martini his hands, glass his in hands an action are what figure sold hand. It. His hands are what sold yeah, it. Oh. It really was. He really had it down. That's yeah. just phenomenal. I, I got to say that this year uh, was the first year in a while that, um, that uh, Jonathan Frakes and Gates McFadden seemed to be enjoying themselves. Because um, I was here for the 25th anniversary of Next Gen, and it was you know everyone except Patrick Stewart up there, and I was like, wow, that is seven actors who are just completely and totally over it. But I they, remember I you saying he was that. there for that one, not for the Patrick 25th. Stewart wasn't there. Okay, no. but that was yeah. But this year they seem to be very excited. So was, well, I mean, it's it's so hard to talk about because it's like you don't want to sound negative, but the majority of those people, all those actors, they tell the same stories. Yeah, yeah. And I think even they realize sometimes it's like, I don't have anything new to say. <laughs> I, you know, right. this is the project I'm working on. And then, then they have to field the same questions over and over and yeah. over and over again. Probably sometimes from the same person. Now close to 30 years. Five years so. ago, I asked you. You know, I would love it. Seriously. I some of it. them do. And some of them, I get it. It's like, you know... I don't like to be asked the same question over and over again, and I I could see. Yeah, but yeah. that's it's yeah. Different. I'm a teacher. You, you didn't make it. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. that's uh, that's wow. uh, that's Monday through I'm Thursday for me. Wow. Just saying. Yeah. Holy crap! Wow. It's the truth, though. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Anything okay. else, gentlemen? Um, Did you have to buy anything when you were going to the dealer? I before? didn't buy anything for other reasons than. Uh, that I care to talk about on the podcast. Okay. All right. <laughs> However, I did get some photos taken. Um, I got a photo taken with Anson Mount and Jason Isaacs. That's cool. As well as Ethan Peck and James Frain. Uh, so uh, the modern, any? the modern Spock and Sarek, and the modern uh, Pike and uh, Captain. I'm like, Lorca. who the hell are these people? Yeah. <laughs> Were there any Star Trek people there? But now, <laughs> now that you now that you're explaining it, I understand. What you're <laughs> it was pretty cool. Thanks, I mean. <laughs> Those, those, those guys are actors that I had known before. Mm -hmm. uh, well, three three of the four. Uh, Ethan Peck was was fairly new to me, but uh, apparently he's the grandson of Gregory Peck. So, which nice. is something I hadn't put two and two together before nice. before the con. I knew like right when the con started, and then uh, talked about it a little bit in one of the panels. Like, because I guess he didn't really know his grandfather too well. He passed when he was mm. pretty young. Yeah. So. Anyhow, that I, is fascinating. I, uh, 
I, I'm always I'm always fascinated by how small celebs are. <laughs> yeah. They're always they're almost always tiny. You know, occasionally you like walk by Susie Plaxon and you're like, Okay, good. Finally, someone who's to scale to my brain movies. You know? <laughs> yeah. The reason I bring it up is because I got my mind blown away. Because uh, what has what ha- what else has Brian Thompson done? Oh man, the X Files and right. Star Trek. To- numer- numerous Cobra. Roles on Star Trek. Yeah, Cobra. And don't forget, he was one of the original three punks in the Terminator. That was the Bill Terminator. Paxton, right. Brian Thompson, and the guy who ca- I can never remember who actually forks over the clothes mm-hmm. for Schwarzenegger to wear. Yeah, it, it, you would know who I'm talking about if you don't know the name. He's a very has a very heavy, very strong jaw. Yeah, and the thing that gets me is in the movies. He looks friggin' huge. He looks as tall as Steve, but as broad as me. And I walk by his table, and he's this—he—he's muscular, he's cut, but he's still this—he—he—he he, he looked tiny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, talk about the camera adding ten pounds. It like adds forty or fifty for well, him. I, mean, it, I, I was amazed. I he looks like that in the Venetian when I was working at the Venetian. I actually ran over Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> Did you really? Yes. <laughs> so I made it through. Like, I saw these two huge black dudes, 6'8", six, 6'6". Six, six. I was like, these guys are huge. They're in suits. And I went right between the two of them. I was also in a suit. <laughs> and I ran into this guy, and he he stops. And I looked down like I hit something. And I'm like, what the fuck? Right. And I looked down. I'm 300 pounds. He's like, what, one fucking 50, 140? Something like, like Something that. feather. And he's like this, like just underneath my man boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Well, God, lucky for him that he hit you there because that's all cushioned and yeah, nice that's and right. Soft and, safe and then and he he like went to the fighter stance like I'm a, like a fan rushing and I'm like whoa 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 like he's probably oh. way faster than me. Dude, but, that would have been so awesome. Got your ass kicked by Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, you, and that's when he was fighting um, Mayweather. Yeah, yeah. So. One of those fights. But um, yeah, I I just it always blows those, my mind. Those, those stories. Yeah. It always blows my mind. When you run into, I mean, Steve, Steve's this this freakish Hulk, so everyone's uh, short to him. But you're surprised at the size of celebrities when you actually meet them in person. I'm surprised at how easy it is to fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Vernon Wilmer. (laughs) Yeah, well, I wasn't going to get into that part of the Brian Thompson story, but if you want to... Oh, yeah, he was great. He's got footage, too. He <laughs> yeah. showed me. Talk about a reach around. He cuddles afterwards. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be really funny when, like, four months from now, we get attacked in, like, a parking lot, and Brian Thompson says, hi, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love you, Brian. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, it, um, I. Wash I, day tomorrow. Nothing clean, right? <laughs> I remember him from, uh. It was funny because I really never noticed him in Terminator, but I remember him from Cobra. Cobra, he really still got. And Cobra, they really, he really shot it to emphasize like his his jaw. He's really got a powerful jaw. Yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. yeah. yeah, can hear you, Steve. And it uh, is wide mouth. <laughs> hey kids, no, uh, the movie Cobra actually wouldn't have been existed without uh, Beverly Hills Cop. The oh yeah. Treatment. Go ahead and Google it. It's a fascinating story. It is. It actually I, is, yeah. That is actually funny. But, Eddie Murphy! Uh, plus uh, giving Brid... 
Wow. People actually oh, pay God. to listen to this? No. <laughs> no, they don't actually. Okay, no. is it free? Yes. <laughs> That's good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Feels Why better. charge for it when you can give it away for free? There you go. Nobody this guy. See, we're not whores. <laughs> we're sluts. There we go. And then, <laughs> but in addition to all the Geek con slut. goodness Geek that sluts. happened. The uh, new name for the show. <laughs> Steve and I, Steve and I, uh, took a, a a dusty trip down memory lane. Oh no! Oh my uh-oh, gosh! Uh-oh. So I was talking to a friend of the show, uh, Eric Randall. Yeah. Uh, and we were talking about the time tunnel and and a whole bunch of Irwin Allen stuff. And he's he was like, and I said, I have this idea for um for a movie. I just got to write it down about people who invent like a like a view screen that they can see into the past. He goes, Oh, that remind that reminds me. Of this movie, The Time Travelers. Did you ever see it? I go, no, but it keeps popping up on my Amazon Prime thing all the time, and I, I just, I've never been in the mood to watch a, a cheesy 1960s sci-fi thing like that because it just looks terrible. Um, and so I was telling Kirsten about it last night, and I, I said, "You got Amazon Prime, right?" And he says, "Yeah." I go, "You want to check it out?" <laughs> and it's like 84 minutes. And <laughs> as Steve's tagline, 84 minutes, it's too short to suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Passenger 57. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was that like a, it wasn't even like 100 minutes. Well, we were talking about Cobra. Uh-huh. He deliberately cut, uh, Stallone deliberately cut Cobra to be under 90 minutes to get more showings in the theaters. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. So we watched it and. Oh, and so you guys were having the discussion. As I turned to Kirsten at one point, I said, "So you guys were having the discussion last week about um, self-indulgence. There is this sequence in the Time Travelers that goes on for I don't know, like three or four minutes of this future girl playing her uh, her psychedelic um, music organ thing that." It doesn't advance the plot at all. Really says nothing about her character, and doesn't really tell you anything about the world that they live in. And it goes on for a good three minutes or more. Yeah, and it 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 you you wish it felt like three minutes because <laughs> yeah. it just went on forever. And that was that was really really funny. Yeah. They they were doing weird hokey effects. It was really funny. Steve started laughing because uh, Forrest J. Ackerman. Uh-huh. Was uh, uh, made a, an appearance, and as we're watching the movie, we st- we start noting these cheap stage magician tricks for their special effects. Like there's a transporter effect that is the fabled tie someone to a table and spin it in a circle, and then at one oh, point it just no. boom, and it was just like <laughs> shit like that. And, and like, we're oh. like, they're 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 using stage magic for their f- special effects. Yeah, uh, yeah. The one I was first started noticing it was they took a, they walked an android in, laid him down on a table, and then took his head off. And I was like, uh, "That's a real." They're doing they're doing like magician tricks on this, and they kept doing it. They kept like like Forrest J. Ackerman. His appearance on it is he's taking these circular discs and he just gives them a shake, and they turn into these squares. And somebody goes, how, how are the blah, blah, blahs going? He goes, uh, oh, I'm getting the crew squared away. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just stuff like that was happening. I was like, that's a magician's trick. That's a magician's trick. Well, uh, so this is how Forrest J. Ackerman earned his paycheck on this yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was blown away, though, because 
I had seen this once before in the 1970s. We watched it on television. Really? My family and I. And I'm remembering bits and pieces of this because it's a group of people who are trying to create a time window. They actually create a door. They step through it. The door collapses. They're in the future. It's post-apocalyptic. They get attacked by mutants and they go to this underground advanced human civilization that's dying. And as I'm watching bits and pieces of it, I'm remembering shit. And uh, the mutants uh, scared the hell out of me. The androids really freaked me out as a kid. And the <clears throat> it was just, it was very, very bizarre. And it was standard old school scripting. You know, exclamations. There was one character <laughs> named Steve, and it was hilarious because it was always like, Steve! Can we can we turn it up that high? You know, Steve, Steve can it take that kind of power? You can't. You can't do it. Yeah. I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> we have to. We have to try. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. it. It was funny, but it was always like, Steve, I gotta watch this. Oh, dude, it's on it, Amazon Prime. It it is wonderfully. It's, yeah, I won't be doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's wonderfully it's old. It's too short to suck. Yeah, too short well. to suck. Yeah. And at the end, that's in, what the, she said. Another yeah. bit of it. Oh, you beat me to that one. <laughs> the, another. Uh, Okay, why why was there a triumphant grin after you said that? Because <laughs> okay, um, well, partly it was because it fit perfectly for the joke. It was Todd. No, that's said. what she said. Todd always gets me on that. He's like, he's like, ah. Uh. Oh, anyway, okay. So, you're, you're so, so Todd's not here to, yeah. to to groan at the joke, and also because I beat Vernon to the punch. There you go. Damn. There you go. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about John Hoyt. The who? John Hoyt. John Hoyt. Hoyt. Uh, Hoyt. Hoyt. He was the leader of the future people. He was also the second doctor in Star Trek. In the in um, I think he's. Is it not, oh, maybe. Uh, no, he's the. In the he's the first. One. He's the first one. Yeah. In the cage. Yeah. The, okay. Yeah, he's the. Uh, Boyce was it? Yes. Doctor Philip Boyce. Yes. There are some things people won't say to their doctor that they'll say to their bartender. Hmm. Um, What's on your mind, Chris? That fight on Rigel 7? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How about a martini? Wow. I don't know, Vernon. The way you're saying it, this scene's going in a way different direction. <laughs> okay, uh, put, the slash DVD, fiction. put the DVD in, watch it right yeah, now. Boys, You'll see what I'm boys talking about. Boys slash fiction. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be out there somewhere. You just know it does. <laughs> That's what I should have been looking for. Now, oh Chris, make sure to be laying in your bed when I uh, arrive. <laughs> <laughs> the devil you're putting in there, Ice? Just put what, the towel the over your butt. What's the devil you're putting in there, a roofie? Yeah. <laughs> you want your usual, Chris, a roofie colada? <laughs> yeah. that I'll tell them you put up a fight. <laughs> they slaughtered the entire away team, and I got a female yup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I must have put in too many. Yeah. You, so, bet, you bet I'm tired. It, <laughs> you bet. <laughs> You bet I'm tired. I'm very. Another. Well, so. Um, yes, Steve. So sadly. Uh oh. I I didn't know Vernon would be joining us tonight. Uh, uh -oh. Todd left. I already gave him uh -oh. his. But at Comic Con. Oh. Oh, look. Uh oh. It's. Toys for everyone. Oh hey, boy! Look at that. Glows in the dark. Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. Smoke. Oh, I don't have this pickle. Smoke. Right, someone's gonna have to tell me what a pickle Rick is. That's what, what I figured. Yeah. Rick and Morty. Uh, uh, thank you, Steve. Rick you turns himself into your a pickle. Modern Beavis and Butthead cartoon. Yeah. And I hey, got listen, one for Andy bitch. too, but I'll 
I'll leave that one on his pillow. (laughs) (laughs) Leave him something on his pillow. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I saw these. I was like, oh, well, okay. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Pickle Rick. And thank you, Steve, for not getting me one. Yeah. (laughs) He's actually being sincere. I am sincere. (laughs) I will uh, be getting you the uh, one of you do. Do you do Quint or Brody more? Uh, what? Oh, no, you know what? I don't collect the, what are they called? The Funkos. Bubble heads? Funko. Funko Pops. Funko Pops. No, thank you. So, uh, folks, send Vernon, Jaws Funko Pops. <laughs> oh There's going to be 5,000 uh, Funko Pops in my driveway. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, only, only Discovery the Funko Pops. Yes, and uh, JJ Trek. <laughs> yes. Um, Calvin Universe, get them all in there. Picard! <laughs> oh, and uh, the other thing, uh, Jeff. You might remember because yes. you were there. Give okay. some to your road pops. Uh, <laughs> we went and saw um, Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood. Yes. Oh, yeah. That, oh was, uh, that was a very good movie. Um, it's funny because I, I remember telling both these guys right after we got out of the movie, like, cause, uh, you know, last week, Kirsten and I were talking a little bit about Tarantino and his style and so forth. And I actually felt like. In regards to the comment of it being, um, what was the exact term that they the used? Editing indulgent. Was indulgent. I actually kind of felt that the camera work was a lot more subdued for a Tarantino film than he normally does. Yeah, and I the mean editing. the shots are there. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like these massive sweeping shots. It's it's kind of gradual, and then you got backseat point of view of the driving, but not you know wildly dodging down the road. Uh, more subtle driving down the road. Yeah, actually, I saw an interview with the with the DP on it, um, something Richardson. I can't remember his first name, but he's like an old school Hollywood, you know, DP. He's been around for a while, and he was talking about how they purposely, uh, with a few exceptions, tried to shoot everything as if it was being shot in 1969. See, that would make sense. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and and he said there were a few times when we broke that rule, like uh, when they were. Shooting the, you know, some of the shots in the in the pilot for Lancer, Lancer, which was an actual real show, was it? Yeah, from back then. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, and um, so yeah, he said he said we we talked about we talked about doing the old, you know, square squarish ratio for those scenes, but then we were like, nah, that's that's a long sequence, and I really do want to make it look uh, more like uh, a studio epic from those days. Uh, huh. an, an epic western from those days, and so yeah, so they they played around with do we do we go full 1969 here or do we play around with it, and even the, the like the quick cut editing that apparently some idiots are are um, you know bemoaning. I was like, if you go back and look, look at some of those art house films from back then, that's yeah, that's what I was noticing is that they cut like that these little these little smash cuts is what yeah. they used to call them. And and so yeah, I I didn't get. Yeah, well, I mean, I, you and I both have studied film history, so yeah. I mean, it's interesting from a historical standpoint how much they did as an homage to those types of films, and then you know, television shows yeah. featuring 
you know, quote unquote, down and out actors <laughs> or former film actors and so forth. Like just all these little nods that are in there. They're, some of them are very subtle and some not so subtle. But. Yeah. Yeah. I forget which actor it was that actually had that conversation with his agent about, you know, you're getting beat up by this TV uh, hero this week. You're getting beat up by this TV hero next week. Right. You're going to be the guy that TV heroes beat up if you don't watch it. <laughs> uh, and your career as a leading man is going to be over. There, that That's actually a conversation that somebody real had with her agent once and DiCaprio um, is fucking hilarious yeah he really is reacting to all of that <laughs> yeah just, just losing it and um the yeah. bit with the the bit with the girl is just uh just hysterical I'm I'm listening to this scene because in this uh one uh tv episode appearance he's he's on the lunch break and he comes by uh this uh <clears throat> This child, this yeah. girl, eight-year-old child actress, yeah, who's uh, sorry, in, actor, actor, yes. yeah, as she calls herself. <laughs> oh, she's she's fucking hilarious. She's so good, and and she's just sitting there reading, and um, the dialogue. I was looking at it because you know he's he's can I or will I bother you if I sit here? And she goes, I don't know. Will you? And this whole this whole exchange is going on, and I'm realizing if she's an adult, this is a flirty. Exchange, mm-hmm. yeah. But because she's an eight-year-old girl, it takes on this kind of this weird innocence to it. Yeah. It, it wasn't it wasn't a lurid comment at all. No, it no. became very in. But he he has an emotional moment in this scene, and she consoles him. And it's like you're watching this, and you're like, you make her twenty years older, and this is the girl he's going to uh, start dating midway mm-hmm. through the movie. But because it's her, it's this vulnerable moment where he's actually talking about his feelings and he's actually like expressing himself honestly. And then, and then the moment breaks. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just hilarious. And boy, was that girl good. Yeah, but yeah. The, it, 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 and and the, yeah, DiCaprio is just fucking hysterical. Steve's losing it at one point when DiCaprio's like, "You still got it, buddy. You still got it." And he's <laughs> trying to hold himself together as he's yeah. like all happy. He still got it. And yeah. Steve's <laughs> losing it. <laughs> like me and Steve and being old actors, we're like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah. And Steve yeah. was really funny watching this because, like, every minute or three minutes, I hear. <laughs> Yeah, oh, well, I, was, I, I was chuckling all the way through. Yeah, I, I, you probably I, heard me. I, I grew up uh, in the greater Los Angeles area. And I was like, I was eight and, uh, oh no, I was 10 and 11 years old in the two time periods that the that the movie kind of takes place. And there's a time jump. Spoiler! There's a time jump in the middle of it. Um, and so I was sitting there going, <laughs> KHJ, oh, real, real Bob Steele, oh my God. And then, of course, my favorite thing was they put up uh, uh, Larry Seymour Vincent. Seymour, his Fright Night thing. And I was like, ah! that was the other reason I wanted to go to Comic-Con in 1973 because it was being hosted by Larry Seymour Vincent. And so, yeah, when that clip came up. when the First of all, when the poster came up, I was like, <laughs> and then when they actually showed a clip from it, I was like, ah! yeah, there you go, Larry Seymour Vincent. So, yeah. yeah. Cannot recommend the movie enough. Margot Robbie is radiant. She's just amazing. Yep. And, and it's uh, hard to say too much more about the movie because... You can't, yeah. You know, yeah. you know the historical significance of one of the events that's in the film, but that's all you can really say about it. Yeah. yeah. And Tarantino uses what is probably the common knowledge of the 2019 audience 
basically as a device to just crank up the tension. Yeah, and throughout the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll have to go see that. If only a group of friends on a day off of mine might call me and say, hey, we're going to go see. <laughs> if only yeah. someone were to turn their text messages. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't As I recall, you woke up just after we got out of the film. <laughs> hey, this isn't about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it sounds like it subject. is. <laughs> in, all hon- in, in all honesty, Vernon, in all honesty, how do you feel about Tarantino? Because I actually have never gotten a read off of you about him. Uh, I could take him or leave him. I enjoyed Django Unchained. Okay. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Kind of a... Let's say it's a. This is a 1960s Hollywood equivalent of Django Unchained. Maybe you want to. I think it has elements of it. It sounds but great. It is. It, it. You know. And it's. It's. I mean. It's. 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 Tarantino talking about his favorite thing: Hollywood films, and he's talking about it through the whole fucking movie. And they're very. They're very. One of the things I did think about you in watching this is they're very loyal to the, um, the production. The, the, the artistic direction, mm. production design, uh, the music. And I'm not just talking about the pop music references. There's underlying film score stuff that is, it, it, it's all 60s. Yeah, it's he's, all li- 60s. he's lifted it from, I'm guessing, some, some 60s films, but they're fairly obscure. Like, I didn't really notice anything. I was like, oh, that's from blah, blah, blah. In Django, uh, there's this one part where they're marching up on the plantation, and I'm like, oh, my God, I know that theme. I know that theme very well. It, I, ha- I had to look it up in my collection when I got home. It was, um, it was from Under Fire, uh, <laughs> scored by Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah, And nice. uh, Joanna Cassidy, um, Nick Nolte, uh, Gene Hackman film oh yeah um it's a rebel march theme, okay and they used it in django unchained i'm like the person i was with i'm like let's fucking drive me nuts i know this theme but where the fuck did it come is it classical <laughs> is it from another movie she's like just shut up and watch the movie and i'm like no i can't i need to figure out what this is it's killing me wow yeah. and people get on me for being ocd <laughs> yeah it's yeah. but it, it it is it is it's i imagine he did something similar with the soundtrack in this film and now i'm going to go through prepared and i'm like all right what are you going to throw at me I'm oh yeah name it. everything everything and it's fun because there'll be the scenes like someone will be watching something on tv <laughs> and the tv episode will be ratcheting up the tension music mm. while the scene being played in front of the tv by yeah. the characters is ratcheting up the tension that's Tarantino's yeah. it, genius yeah, yeah and it's 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 hilarious it's awesome yeah. now Biggs you're a big Superman fan yes um, and uh, what I just saw recently very old film that I never got around to seeing and I watched it and I never even asked you on social media what you thought of it was Hollywood land I I in general I like that movie a lot I I thought um, <laughs> That was again. It's one of those movies. Oh, Ben Affleck can't act. I go really. Have you you know? And I run down my list of movies that I've thought he's been really great in, and Hollywood Land is one of them. Watch um, some interviews with George Reeves, like original '60s interviews, '50s, right? Actually, yeah, '50s yeah. interviews. Excuse me, with George Reeves. Go back and watch that film, and then tell uh, tell Ben Affleck he can't act. Right, and I mean even even given that, because he's not really doing an impression, right? No, he's just playing this very popular actor who's kind of caught between a, a little bit of a rock and a hard place in a number of different ways. He's he's dating a gangster's wife, <laughs> you know, all this kind of stuff. And and his career's not where he wants it to be and all this. And, and my only quibble really with that, oh, yeah. And, of course, the gangster's wife is played by Diane Lane. So, oh, so Diane he's Lane. actually 
Ben Affleck is sleeping with uh, Martha Kent. Ew. Um, <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Wayne is sleeping with Martha well, Kent. Well, she wasn't at that time. No, no. I, I just, <laughs> when that film was made. No. It was no, I just... I, future, I, Jesus future casting. fucking Christ. Do you know... I never put that together. <laughs> I never put that together. How many times did I watch? I ne- I didn't do that. Yeah. And Ooh. my only real quibble with the movie was that the makeup design on his, they gave him a rubber nose, and it's wrong. It's, it's they, I can't even describe it. They did this thing where he almost gets like a, Pino- where the, he almost gets like a Pinocchio nose, and George Reeves' nose is actually one of those what they used to call a Roman nose, yeah, where it's basically the forehead continues into the bridge of the nose kind of thing. And I was like, did did you not have any pictures of George Reeves? What's going on? That's really my only quibble because it just makes his face look wrong. Maybe maybe they were working off of uh, uh, Alan Kirk, Kirk Allen, Kirk Allen. I don't, maybe <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I'm know. Just kidding. Well, Although I mean, it'd be funny if, if like, uh, they did they grabbed something like that, the wrong George, the wrong Superman dude. Yeah. And then I saw Ben Affleck in an interview about it, and I was like, you, you could have just used Affleck's nose. It's, I don't know why they didn't. Yeah. Affleck! Affleck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why so, they didn't. So, yeah, I, I like Hollywood Land a lot. Um, and I think I think it's really cool how they kind of leave his death ambiguous. Right. Uh, and he, well, yeah, uh, in movies like that, you don't really want to provide a single answer, right? Especially when it, you know it hasn't been solved. Uh, I think a good double feature is Hollywoodland and Norma Jean and Marilyn with Ashley Judd. In fact, <laughs> you find a fan way to fan edit those two films together because they're <laughs> similar time periods. Yeah, yeah within yep. within That'd about be three years of each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then also the the Coen Brothers movie with uh, that had Josh Brolin as. As uh, that had Josh Brolin as Eddie Mannix. Eddie Mannix is the guy, is was the husband uh, or the boyfriend of Diane Lane's character in Hollywood. The one that people think is the he's the fixer that people some people think uh, put the hit on George Reeves. So you do a triple triple feature. <laughs> well, anything else, gentlemen? Just that I wish Matt would keep it down. We're trying to have a conversation here. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to add. Oh. So, well, well, I understand we might have some news. Well, right, yeah. Um, getting uh, getting into that, first off, Todd wanted us to make sure that we said to everybody, thank you. The gifts are coming in. The gifts for what? Well, next week is the big 500. Yeah, I missed it by a week. Yeah, I can't you loser. Yeah. Uh, but uh, 500 uh, episodes 500's coming up and we got wow. people are sending us stuff like uh, you know, I, I talked to Wesley Yur about crazy people sending us stuff. Thank you so much guys. We're looking forward to to all of that coming up when it comes up. So, thank you very much and he wanted to make sure I got that out. Be sure to check it out. Uh, Geek Shock Book Club is still The Boys by Garth Ennis. Mm. You can see the Amazon uh, Prime series, uh, which uh, I'm enjoying. Steve and I, uh, Steve, you finished it, right? I did. Yeah, I finished the whole season. It's great. At the end. Yeah, um, when they... Uh, <laughs> but it, please don't. Be, I'm only halfway through. It, oh, it, but no, I did read the comic. It's uh, really no, cool. It's great. At the end, the uh, credits roll and the music plays. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Okay. That's Steve's favorite <laughs> right. type of ending, too. <laughs> um, but that... Um, they do some differences. You guys who are reading the comics and then watch it, or either way, you'll notice differences. And the cool part is um, is actually that 
they uh, I think they stay with the heart of what the comic was about, even though they made uh, they made some alterations. Although there is one huge mind fuck that the uh, TV show did that I think outdoes the comic. But uh, anyway, so The Boys by Garth Ennis. Um, also, I needed, you know what? I apologize because Todd gave me half a note on this. But I'm doing a <laughs> note out to Geeky. Todd's answer is The Boys, Rage 2, Conjuring 2 slash The Nun. And, and I actually, I actually forgotten what the hell that's referencing. But that is Todd's <laughs> response to something. So um, okay, it, it, I so think uh, it's I think it's a favorite. So it it almost you know more than me. He's just like here, run the board. Yeah, Bye. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Todd, Bye, my foot's about to fall off. Todd <laughs> was looking. Uh, I mean, uh, Jeff, in his defense, was hoping to read, and I took it away from him because because um, I like doing the cold read. So you're more than welcome to read. I just wasn't sure what mm-hmm. I was doing. Um, Listen, you're manning the board. Okay? Are there any uh, Steve? Didn't you have a uh, uh, at least one monkey splats uh, to uh, reference? Maybe something that involved uh, Matt. Uh, you had a zinger on Matt or something. Oh and, well, uh, yeah. Banana splats. That was, but that was my own splat. Oh, <laughs> Steve <laughs> splats. You're, you're the actual monkey that's doing the splatting. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm the monkey that splatted. Wow, wow. <laughs> Vernon's really happy to be on this. <laughs> I have no idea what the hell you guys I, uh, are talking about. I, I referenced the uh, Olive like Garden uh, breadstick incident. Oh. Uh, yeah. I should probably listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> he's over there, he's over yeah. there like South Park. I have no idea what's going on over yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. My visits are few and far between. Couldn't it have waited for the 500th, though? Mm. Like, for the 500th, we've got Vernon. <laughs> oh, be like, well, be like the, sums it up right the there. anniversary <laughs> list of guest stars featuring <laughs> Vernon Wilmer, <laughs> Steve Biggs, yeah. uh, and then, Devin Berry. And, and, and all, of, all, of, all of episode 500 is, 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 is uh, us explaining in- in-jokes to Vernon because <laughs> he hasn't watched a single, he hasn't listened to a single episode. What's going on, guys? <laughs> See, I was going to go a different direction. Like the entire episode will just all be introductions. It's like, <laughs> by the time we get like, like, too many cooks, there we go. <laughs> exactly. By the time exactly. <laughs> I hope you liked the 500 episode. That all would right. be What's too your... bad. 500 didn't last during the Vegas uh, Valley Comic Book Festival, right? Because we could have had a good dozen guests. Sure. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> now, will Todd be back for the 500th episode? Uh, that's the plan. Okay. You know, if we oh, hope so. Uh, update on Todd, guys. Yeah. He'll be okay. We called him a tow truck, and he'll be oh! okay. Hello. Heal the wow. Got a leg up on that one. Oh. Um, okay. That well, joke had no I'm soul. Not, <laughs> I'm not footing this bill. Yeah, oh. these jokes need to stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just shuffling along, okay? Oh. oh, you nailed it. I am so glad. That's toenail, sorry. I'm so glad Tara doesn't listen to this episode because I think she'd be kind of pissed at us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Todd will be laughing and she'll be like, I'm going to kill those bastards. <laughs> so, those jokes were a shoe in. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, if that's that, then it's time for. News you don't give a shit about. Uh, no, don't, don't, don't humor him. Don't that was humor it. him. That was All right. right. Uh, what? Don't humor no. who? Todd's not here today. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Spilly man. All right. First Spilly I- man in Illinois. <laughs> first uh-huh. item up. 
HBO Max now holds exclusive streaming rights for Doctor Who with BBC Studios. Who cares? Really? The, well, that's the category. HBO yeah. stands for, hey, Beastmaster's on. <laughs> <laughs> that was now, that's, that's the streaming service we need. The service will offer all 11 seasons of the show. Uh, 11? But aren't there 13 Doctors? Um, uh, 11 seasons in the modern era. Of the reboot. Okay. So I don't watch Doctor Who, so but Tom Baker was the best. The, right. the, re, the re-reboot. The re-reboot. re-reboot. That's right. Okay. This also means that any future seasons of the show will land on HBO Max after first airing on BBC America. As many Warner Media shows land on the upcoming streaming service like Doom Patrol and Batwoman, nabbing larger and more recognizable library offerings is a big play. To hang with the likes of Netflix, which will soon suffer the loss of heavy hitters like The Office. Oh, I'm sure they'll have a, a Netflix original called The Mailroom. Or, yeah. <laughs> um, no, no. Uh, hold on. Didn't Batwoman hide from Comic-Con this year? You were there. Uh, she they she was shooting. They, she, had an epi- she had an episode that went longer than they... Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> I know. No, in that truth, Vernon, and she and Kathleen Kennedy were hanging out in a chalet in the Caribbean. I knew it. Since uh, neither one of them have any work to do, uh, any jobs anymore. Our evil plan is succeeding. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, in the Caribbean, <laughs> oh, all those fun. nerds are turning against each other. <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting, because like in the in all the little interviews, all of the CWDC casts were just like yeah we just finished shooting we came down here for this and then we got to go back and shoot yeah, more yeah, so yeah. they're all like just barely taking a break to and it was really funny because steve pointed out that they do like 42 minute panels yeah but then they spend all day doing doing other press, doing other yes. press stuff because when i was running through youtube to look at uh, the boys panel which steve said was fun and entertaining and it was it's like i'm i'm passing by sdcc the boys and it's entertainment tonight and it's uh, yep. joe schmo uh, america news it's you know, it kevin was, smith yeah it yep. was all of this the it, imd boat they yep. do a shitload of stuff yeah it's so. it's crazy i mean they were they spent the entire day, yeah. entire day before and after their panel doing press. It was so funny. Before I, I uh, here, here's me dropping a name here. Um, I actually know Black Lightning, um, and so when Cress when Cress was you know was his first Andy Cress's <laughs> first year at Comic Con, I was like I was like, hey, when you get done with the panel, you know, l- you know, if you have time, give me you know shoot me a shoot me a text. Let's you know go get lunch. I haven't seen you in a while, and then. Later, it occurred to me, oh, because no, yeah. he, there's no way. After the panel, he had yeah. 50,000 other... After the panel, I'm going to go to the pool. And, and then they out. probably <laughs> flew him right back up right. to Vancouver, too. Well, he's in Atlanta. He's yeah. in Atlanta? Well, that yeah. was a problem. They, they flew him to Vancouver. shooting. Well, we'll take you to the Atlanta set. Um, <laughs> news you don't give a shit about. The CW announced that CW Seed... A free streaming service, CW Seed. Indeed, yes. that's 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 what it's called. We'll it's, be f- it's free now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. free for yeah. now. Yeah. Waiting for the shoe to drop. Yes, yeah. exactly. Just like drug dealers, the first one's uh, always want, free. We, Geek Shock needs to do that. Geek Shock 
free for now streaming service. <laughs> yeah. The first 500 are free. The second 500 you have to pay for. Oh, uh, yeah. Use my audio bite. For, people pay to listen to this? <laughs> Damn it. I should have written down to, that timestamp. But then we have to pay you. Though. Like Every time it was like, yeah. Verdon gets a check in the mail. Oh, oh I want yeah. My cut. yeah. Yeah. Uh, guys, it's Ten Ver- cents. Guys, it's Vernon. You buy him a beer. Um, Keep it coming. Rain to my veins. Easy. Let's go with these streaming services. Let's go. All right, fine. You buy him rum. All right. So <laughs> CWC will be launching a 24-7 digital linear linear channel. Is that like a fancy term for streaming I've, service? You, you've got the copy in front of you. Fucking <laughs> shit. Called CWC Live. In late fall of this year, Jesus, CWC Live. According to the release, Live will launch featuring original content provided by people. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. People, as in People Magazine. All right. It was people in all caps. I was like, by people. And Entertainment Weekly. It's about time. Through the People TV property. (laughs) For the past six years, CWC Seed has been a digital entertainment destination. Six years? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's been on for a while. Jesus Christ, I've been asleep. Uh, It's been a digital entertainment destination of of innovation, incubation, and experimentation (laughs) that is free and (laughs) ad-supported with no subscription, login, or authentication. CWC Live will give us additional opportunities to introduce a variety of new and current CWC series to our audience as well as experiment with different types of digital content todd's a really good typist yeah really yeah he does i mean look at that he does italics and everything we're thrilled to launch the channel with such esteemed content partners as people and entertainment weekly it's a new roman too right uh i don't know yeah Yeah. at this time cwc already plays host to genre programming such as pushing daisies constantine city of demons and forever in addition deathstroke Knights and Dragons and The Pledge are already in active development for CW Seed. The latter project, coming from the minds of Saw producers Josh Stolberg and Pete Goldfinger, wow, is, wow, a, wow. is a horror Wider comedy. than a mile. <laughs> a horror comedy series based in a sorority house. I am there. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Okay, simultaneously. You've seen Goldfinger. I'll see mo- sing Moon River. Yeah. Ready? One, two, three. Goldfinger. He's the man, the man, the man of I'll the be crossing you in style. <laughs> One day. Oh, Steve, We're done. Steve yeah. lost it. Yeah. He, Sorry. No. He can't hold it together. Well, no. folks, I bet that blew your freaking socks off. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The th- first three notes of Moonraker and the first three notes of uh, Moon River are the same. Moonraker? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Moonraker, moon <laughs> wider than a mile. <laughs> and, okay, so I think moon we're now River, into. He's the man. <laughs> <laughs> the man with the Midas touch. All right. A spider's touch. <laughs> now for some. It's a senseless war. Weekend Geek! <laughs> hey! All right. Venom was one of the most widely panned of Sony's Spider-Verse. But it was such a huge success that Sony plans to follow it up with a sequel, plus additional spin-offs. However, with Venom director Ruben Fleischer unable to commit to directing the sequel because of his responsibilities helming Zombieland Double Tap, 
The studio had to find a replacement for Venom 2, and it has chosen Andy Serkis. Really? This will be Serkis' third directorial effort following Breathe and Netflix's Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle. Serkis is uh, talented, well-known for his motion capture work as Gollum in Peter Jackson's The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings trilogies. He also... I didn't even watch that movie. Oh, okay. good for him. That's just what everybody so says. He's going to crawl around. So he also served as second unit director. <laughs> <laughs> unit. Uh, in the Hobbit movies and as Caesar in the New Planet of the Apes trilogy. Kelly Marcel, who wrote the screenplay for Venom and is a descendant of mine, Marcel Marceau. No, she's not. Um, will write the script for Venom 2. Hardy is set to return to play Eddie Brock. And presumably Woody Harrelson will be back as Cletus Cassidy, the homicidal maniac who bonds with the spawn of the Venom symbiote and calls himself Carnage. Venom 2 is scheduled for an October 2nd, 2020 release. So don't hold your breath. Well, they definitely got to rate it R that one if they're going to do Carnage properly. Oh, yeah. Dude. I don't know. We'll see. It was, it was a fun little film, but it had no business being in the Spider-Man universe. It just it was too different. And I'm all for like the Elseworld style stories. Too different. You know, it just it wasn't. How dare you? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy over here. <laughs> you mean it? Sh- it should have been the same as previous incarnations. Is that what you're saying? Sarcasm. It's hard to get into specifics, but wider than a mile. <laughs> it's just a lot He's of little things. I'm sorry, Jaffo. <laughs> this is not about you. It's okay. about me. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that that joke was at your expense. It's us- ah. it's usually always about Brandon. It's gonna so. say it's the, the jokes are usually at my expense, so <laughs> I'm used to it. Well, you know, Andy's not here. God, now so. I feel bad. <laughs> don't don't don't. <laughs> don't. It's par for the shock. Okay, it's par for the course if you're on <laughs> you this go. podcast. There you go. <laughs> Andy starts it. Weekend geek in January of this year. CBS All Access announced that the streaming service. I always have to look at Matt when I say that. Yep. Would adapt Stephen King's post-apocalyptic novel, The Stand, as a 10-episode limited series. CBS revealed that production on The Stand is set to begin shooting this fall in where? Vancouver? Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Jeff. CBS, where all <laughs> you see is BS. <laughs> Stephen uh, King also was revealed to be writing the last episode, along with news that the series will even contain a coda that takes a story beyond the events at the end of the book. I see what you did there. Beyond. Uh, what I do? Beyond. It, it was cool, and it was accidental, which is even cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, the other big series acquisition news is that Walter Tevis's novel, The Man Who Fell to Earth, is getting adapted to television for CBS All Access by Alex Kurtzman and Jenny hmm. Lume or Lumet? Lumet? Jenny? I, I, I guess. Uh, L-U-M-E-T, I suppose you, she... Uh, well, if it, she's related to Sydney Lummet, then Lummet. it would be Lummet. All right, Lummet. It's, Who will, it's French, it's probably Lumet. Yeah, but you know. Uh, they will write, executive produce, service co-showrunners <laughs> alongside executive producer John Clavin. Clavin, how hollow Clavin, Clavin. Uh, Kurtzman, the mind behind all things Star Trek at CBS. Are we talking about Kurtzman, though? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Will direct an unspecified number of episodes of the new series, previously adapted for film by 1976 by director Nicholas Roque. 
David Bowie played the role of the alien. And that is a heartbreaking fucking story. Yep. Thomas Jerome Newton, um, to whom great acclaim. And he did. The series will follow the same story as that film and the book, which follows an alien who arrives on Earth at a turning point in human evolution. There was also a Man Who Came to Earth TV show that was, I think it, I think it didn't even hit 13 episodes. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah. This is the first I'm hearing of it. Yeah. Yep, that's right. That's right. You heard it from me. I didn't know that. Uh, it's funny, too, because the actor Dropping the pe- who Dropping played the speech, him, man. you would yeah. n- you would recognize I have no clue what the fuck his name is, but uh, you would recognize the guy. So it wasn't like the Starman TV series where it just went weird. No. He actually, he's on Earth uh, to try to find a way to bring his uh, whole family to Earth, and he needs technology to do that. Okay. It's actually an impressive pilot because there's one scene where he goes to this dude who handles inventions and stuff, uh-huh. and he walks in, and the guy, you know, this, it, it's really funny. The guy is a, uh, I'm forgetting his name. Remember uh, Law and Order, uh, the, uh, the 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 old cop dude type. Oh, okay. Um, um, anyway, well, the character, yeah, okay. yeah, character actor, um, Jeremy. But, but no, he was the father in um, Dirty Dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jeremy Orbach. Jerry, Jerry Orbach. Jerry yeah. Orbach. Yeah, and he was Lumiere. Lumiere. He was the yeah. candle. Lumiere, the candle. Right. Oh. Uh, anyway, oh. it, this guy is like him, and he's you know like swigging his scotch, and he's like, uh, "How oh. much money can you get me if I give you a you know two gigawatt?" Blah, 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 and he starts rattling off uh, advances in technology, oh. and the guy's like looking at him, and he's like. Uh, I don't know. We could, wow, we could probably you know score fifteen, twenty million off of that. And he's like, not enough. How about fifteen gig, you know, gigahertz or what? And he just he just keeps throwing things out at him, and he he says uh, not enough, and he keeps ratcheting it up. And the way they play that he's throwing out this stuff to him, and the guy's getting excited, like it's slowly dawning on the guy that if he's not full of shit, he's sitting on a mother load. And and he's doing all this to get the resources to get his family. So uh, all star cast. Uh, Lewis Smith was kind of a was kind of a mid eighties it guy. He he uh-huh. been in a bunch of stuff. I think he was in Buckaroo Bonsai, but uh, he was in yeah Adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai, Wyatt Earp, Manifold Earth. Uh, Robert Picardo is in that TV movie. Dude, Bob Picardo was in everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beverly, at one point. Beverly D'Angelo. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, Clark. I just, I saw this. Bruce McGill, who yeah. was, yeah. Know, Will Wheaton was in it. Annie Will Potts. Wheaton. Yeah. Yeah, just tons of. Yeah, it, it's, uh, and it was a TV movie. So I think movie. it was a pilot. I mean, it was probably one of those TV movies to check for a pilot, and it yeah. didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, anyway, so bit of uh, nothing news for uh, you guys. What else do I want to read here? Uh, Are you picking and choosing? I am. Okay. The Dungeons and Dragons movie is moving forward. There's a Dungeons and Dragons movie, which, and it's moving forward. Which ah. one's brother? <laughs> the uh, <laughs> <laughs> yikes, Keenan Ivory Way. Right. Yeah, you just go right for the balls, don't you? Um, <laughs> the right. directing duo of Jonathan Goldstein or Stein and John Francis Daly 
are in discussion to direct the film, which is being produced by Paramount under the banner of Hasbro's AllSpark Pictures. The pair directed the movie Game Night. The duo also wrote the script for Spider-Man Homecoming. The last attempt at a D&D feature was in 2000 and starred Jeremy Irons and... <laughs> That's fine, you got it. Marlon Wayans. Uh, yeah, you couldn't remember. That no, I couldn't remember. actually. Yep. Not so much that movie um, made an impact on me there. I know. <laughs> um, How do you make a movie about a pointless game that only staves off suicide? Wow. 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 I don't know. Did wow. I say that out loud? And with yeah. that, he alienated our entire audience. <laughs> yeah, really. Sorry, guys. I've never played D&D in my life, and frankly, I could never understand it. Well, no. that's because you haven't played with And that K. is no, why you fail. It, it, it's because he's not <laughs> capable of understanding. Failed. Oh, right. So, right. You know what? I Li- think Limited imagination. You know, this is embarrassing. I think, I think the past <laughs> couple of items I read off are actually news we don't give a shit about. Oh, good for you. So, Look at that. that yeah. This is your last time you get papers. This is it. I am done after this. Oh. 13, um, episode, 13 episodes. That's all you get. Yeah. <laughs> we can geek now. Amazon revealed that it will be turning the sci-fi classic Event Horizon into a series. Oh, I saw that. I While the 1997 film was tepidly... That movie was horrible. I walked out of it. They're going to make a TV series out of it now. There you go. It was tepidly received, or Vernon said, horrible. See, here's the thing. You said you thought it was horrible. That's exactly the kind of project you actually want to readapt. Because it might have had an interesting premise that was just badly executed. Oh, damn. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, there we go. Look, I just got attacked by the mic stand. That was <laughs> it's like, Jeffrey, say something. Um, I don't know what that was. Yeah, but, there's yeah. no reason to remake good movies. You want to remake the bad ones. You know what? You've got a point there. Yeah. They, they take good stuff, say Total Recall, Robocop, and they remake them because now we're going to do them with modern technology and therefore better. No, they suck. And I think, okay, <clears throat> a lot of people disagree with me on how much I hate current things, but I think everybody can pretty much agree that the original versions of RoboCop and Total Recall are better than their CG remakes. But yeah, yeah you've got a good point. Take something bad, it was a, it was an attempt and it failed. Remake it, but make it good. Yeah. I, I, I got to time stamp this moment. You've turned Steve, me, Steve. Steve turned I, Vernon. I'm on the bandwagon for this. <laughs> so I'll tell you what. I will check out Event Horizon, the TV series. Holy <laughs> shit. And if only some guy who Thank wasn't you. constantly interrupted while trying to read the news would tell us when it was coming out. <laughs> um, so, The Last American Vampire is coming to Queeby. The short form <laughs> streaming. No. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. The 99 it was uh, hated by Vernon. They decided to do a better version of it in the indelible story of a group of rescue astronauts terrorized by a demonic being from a black hole that has gained a major cult following in the years since. <laughs> black hole. That's the. They're really leaning into the Lovecraftian. Yeah. Aspect of it. Uh, Adam Wingard, Death Note, Godzilla vs. Kong, is already aboard to executive produce the TV project, although it's unclear at this stage if he'll step in as director's chair as well. The original film was a psychological sci-fi horror tale digging into questions of reality and perception. Amazon's interpretation will be a co-production with Paramount... Oh. I thought I was continuing the dramatic statement. It'll be a co-production with Paramount Television. Larry Gordon, Lloyd Levin, and Jeremy Platt are also attached as executive producers. For Gordon and Levin, it's a major homecoming as they both produced the 97 movie. Uh-oh. Mm. Makes you wonder. Uh-oh. Good night, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> oh. They probably we had, had you. you. 
they probably had the rights to the property, so mm-hmm. they kind of have to be involved. Mr. Biggs, they took back everything I said. Yeah. Oh, damn. Oh, this, okay, this has a tidbit of information I didn't even fucking know. James Wan is producing a TV series based on I Know What You Did Last Summer for Amazon. <laughs> the project is... <laughs> how many, wait, how many of those were there? I never uh, saw the original. Two. I know Two. the premise because I've seen oh, no, every parody ever, ever made. Uh, well, say, here. I thought there were three. Here, but. here, here. The project is also produced by Neil Morris. I know Neil what you Morris. did last spring. I know what you did last yeah, winter. Yeah, the producer. That means they got one more. Mm. The producer of the original <laughs> film the franchise mm-hmm. uh, was based. <laughs> now, this I didn't know. It's based on the 1973 novel of the same name by Lois Duncan and encompassed three movies between 97 and 2006. I didn't know that. Directed by Jim uh, Gillipsy. The first movie in 97 followed a group of teenagers who were picked Gillespie off by a hook-wielding killer after covering up a hit-and-run some years before. Gillespie. Be Gillespie. Is that really Gillespie? Is that how Gillespie spelled? G-I-L-L-E-S-P-I-E? Yes. Gillespie? Wow, I've never known that. <laughs> Every I time I heard Gillespie, I, I, I imagine, you know, like Gallagher. Shout out to all the Gillespies I know out there. Hi, it's Vernon. <laughs> hey, uh, now you guys have regular listeners you have an audience i don't know how big it is forgive me but uh they have any any of them have any clue who the fuck i am like who's this you've been on the show before when was that (laughs) you don't remember you spilling (laughs) all over that explains the spilling that was like 10 years ago was that this same show yeah yeah we just happened to be in a different venue (laughs) what what other podcast do we do a guy came by the bar at the convention last night and reminded me that i was a craig Craig something? He reminded me I was on something called Tricorder Transmissions a number of years ago. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. And, uh, With was, April, I think, He was right? really drunk. Yeah, we were talking about Star Trek The Experience. Um, but I was chatting up a, a lovely young lady at the bar at the time, <laughs> and and he was very drunk and came by and said, that's yeah, ever since story, that right? podcast yeah. that's, that's the, that we did yeah, however many the... years ago about Star Trek The Experience... I've been trying to fo- follow up with you and, and, and talk to you further about this, but all you do every year is troll for pussy at the conventions, and you don't have any time for people like me. And <laughs> He's, uh, he, was, he stumbled off in another direction after that, and, and I, I was talking to other people about... Try- Guys, I'm not a podcast fan. I don't know the titles, and I don't follow any of them, and I apologize. I don't have time, because I'm listening to Fleetwood Mac in my car all the time, or Elvis, but... Uh, what was my point? Oh, Gotta break the chain, man. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I I, you know what? I lost. I had a closing point and I lost it because I right. digressed too that far. Was the whole People point recognizing on the podcast or you doing the podcast? It was, the trolling, the podcast? Trolling, it was trolling for pussy. Yeah, and <laughs> I was chatting up a nice young lady at the bar. That you was know the what? Whole point yeah. of that whole story. He's I, like, I, he's I, like letting people know next year. I'll be at the Star Trek convention <laughs> trolling for pussy. Next year. Stop it, by and say I think that's it's, a it's great reality podcast for Vernon <laughs> right there. Trolling for pussy. At trolling Trek for pussy. Welcome Just to episode 219 of <laughs> Trolling for Pussy. I'm Vernon Wilmer, your host. <laughs> Tonight we'll be at the San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> so, and you'll so, have a little segment that cuts the Darren and he leans in. So which one is this one, Vernon? <laughs> Vernon, would it surprise you to know that you are on the show... A little over a year ago, this show. Yes, yes, it would surprise me. I'm sorry. Where was where where, where did we record it? At uh, Todd's and my place. Cool. You spilled 
Coke Every, all over the everything. ground. No, that, that was no, That was no. like eight years ago. No, no. That, this, that was that it one. Was, it was <laughs> MGD. Like, it, it was, was even worse. Okay, because I was yeah. listening in fabulous California, going, "Oh my God, he's out Andying Andy." <laughs> I like, I like fabulous California. Yes, I fabulous California. Well, I, I'm honored to be on the show. <laughs> I business. appreciate you guys yeah. inviting me out, and I apologize. And I, nobody actually listens to this, right? They won't. Listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> or you guys can cut me out of the show entirely, right? God. I um, fucked this up even worse, guys. What'd you do? I just realized, uh, starting with the Amazon Event Horizon, it's supposed to be red light, green light. Oh! You didn't have red light, green light, green light. Such a fun game to play. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you say. They're gonna make this shit anyway. And the note a timestamp for that because I didn't write it down. Todd's gonna fire me. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, uh, would have been about one hour and fifteen minutes, I think. I think so. Just put ish. Well, after. he might not be able to give well, you the boot. Well, what are you gonna do? You just gonna <laughs> so gonna well edit well, that or what? Well, no, no, no. Like we're gonna pretend green, like green it light. No, 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 no. Because green we both, light. It, it, it sounds like Event Horizon the TV series. Steve talked us into it. I mean, he talked Vernon into it. Red light, green light, Vernon. This is the segment right. where we yeah, read so. a uh, uh, a property that's going into production. It is going into production. It, it it is not something that is like possible might happen. It's happening, but we play the part of producers at a studio deciding if we're going to do this pitch. Oh, so like the pitch meeting videos yes. on YouTube. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So we will pitch actually... Pitch meetings are tight. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so then we'll actually red light or green light this proposed thing. And of course, our decision has absolutely nothing to do with anything because they're happening anyway. Sounds no, barely an inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, just on a complete and total side note... Um, I'm working on a project right now that red light that <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> oh, believe me, <laughs> believe me. And it was supposed to have been done today, but because because of a number of factors, it won't be done until tomorrow. But I've been emailing back and forth um, the producers of this particular show, blah blah blah, and and yeah, they said, well, so how hard is this going to be? I go, I go, super easy, barely an inconvenience. <laughs> To wow. myself as I wrote it. it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the second item for red light, green light was uh, the uh, I know what you did last summer for Amazon. So what do you think, guys? A TV series for I know what you did last summer. I mean, is how there the hell are you going to do that? Is there enough? Yeah. Is there enough? Is there really anything more to, to say on that? Content to make that into a TV show? Yeah, sure. You get a dozen kids. You pick off one kid per episode. 12 episodes. Bang, zoom. Green light if there's boobies. Did you say a miniseries? <laughs> is it a miniseries? Is that what you said? Uh, TV series. It's just okay, TV so it's series. Uh, does it say I, the network? Uh, Amazon. There would have to be something really clever about it because... That I was, know what you did last winter. That was the hook <laughs> for, yeah. the, for the very first film was that it was it was clever for its time. Yes. Well, they, 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 there's a hit and run. They try to cover it up. So apparently somebody associated – I guess I'm revealing I've never watched this. Spoiler but alert. Someone <laughs> associated with the hit and run is getting revenge. Yeah. Yes. Right? So you got a revenge premise. You know, I, I presume you could do this for – well, you know what? Some of these series now – they actually do extend sh sh shit beyond the season. So, yeah. 
I don't know. I know what you did last I'm s- Las Vegas Star it, Trek. Yeah, it, it, it just, I mean, it was... I'm it was gonna, a, I'm going to red light it. Just yeah, it's a, fairly, th- it's a fairly thin premise for three movies, let alone a, a mm. series. So yeah, a red light. Oh my. I am also a red. Well, it's You're three. not giving these modern day script writers their, their due, you know... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking they're for? They're due. Yeah, they're due, man. <laughs> so are you green lighting? Can, if you're non-committal, can you say yellow light? Uh, Is there like no. a middle? Yeah, we've never been we, done before. We make Is there a yield or yield yeah, an amber or brown light. Do or do not. <laughs> there is no try. All right, yeah. uh, you know what? I'll green light it because I would check that. There out. There you go. You know what? I admire balls. Whether or we'll not Matt out. has examined <laughs> oh. so, uh, but nevertheless, put that away. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh ne- nevertheless, uh, you need to Vernon get that looked at. They're so Matt? small. They're so small. They're so small. <laughs> Matt's all right. like all the medical training. That in the one world has been red lit. Did not tra- to okay. prepare me for that. <laughs> <laughs> Woo wee! All righty then. Moving um, on. Yeah, let's see. Is there anything here that... Uh, oh, you know what? There's a name that Vernon might actually like. Okay, Mad Men and MCU alum John Slattery has boarded Fox's AI-based drama Next, spelled lowercase n, lowercase e, capital XT. Okay, already red-lighted it because of the Is the that way the streaming it's service for Fox? Um, I uh, no, 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 no it just says Fox's AI based drama, and I don't know the name you just dropped. Yeah, John Slaughter. You'd you'd he'd recognize the face. Yeah, you if you IMDb him, you'll go, oh, that guy, uh, that guy. Yeah, uh, Slattery, 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 Slattery is playing Paul LeBlanc, Slattery, a former tech CEO with Prashant for Paranoia uh, and Narcissism. Wow, this is well cast. You know what? Yeah. Green. I'm going to green that. (laughs) To stop a rogue AI from destroying the world, LeBlanc must join forces with Homeland Security's Crackshot Cybersecurity team. Marrying pulse-pounding action with a layered examination of how technology is invading our lives and transforming us in ways we don't yet understand, this series also presents us with a villain like we've never seen before. One whose greatest weapon against us is ourselves. Reads Deadline's description of next. The show is written, here it is, wait for it, by 24 producer Manny Cotto. Oh, okay, green light. I'm a fan of that guy. I'm going to green light it too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll green light it. Jefty? Sure, why not? Green light. (laughs) All righty then. This puppy is green. I'll green light anything Cotto's involved in. See, I I knew what I was doing. I don't care if it's a series about a shit sandwich being served by circus clowns. (laughs) Now, see, there you go. I don't know that. That, that. okay. I googled John Slaughtery, and no, no, no. My Google's trying to listen to me again. <laughs> Stop it. Um, and there's this old dude with yeah. weird glasses. I, you said you'd recognize him if I. Yeah, you would. Googled him. I don't recognize him. What am I supposed to know him? Um, he's Iron Man's dad. Iron Man's dad. Uh, oh, Man. that guy. Yeah, he's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Howard Stark, right? Howard Stark. Howard yeah. Stark. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, the doctor. Yeah. And you know what? Booty you, Torgo, because that should have been in here. Oh, MCU alum. Well, it was sort of in there. Yeah. No, Iron Iron Man's dad. Harumph. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else can I fuck up here? <clears throat> the story of how the shooter Doom became a global phenomenon is getting its first chance at the small screen. David Kushner's book, Masters of Doom, will be d- adapted into a pilot for USA. 
with actor brothers James and Dave Franco producing, executive producing. The story of the two Johns, Carmack and Romero, behind the 90s video game Smash Doom, that uh, <laughs> Masters of Doom is a bit like the story of Apple. Two driven geniuses working together in an obscure corner that ended up clashing as foes, all the while creating an iconic piece of tech. Oh. Video game scripter and author Tom Bissell will write the planned anthology if it gets picked up to series, telling a new moment in video game history each season. Oh, yeah, green light that. I went oh. somewhere totally wrong with that because yeah. you're shaking your head with that. Uh, so was I. I. I had to. I, I, I couldn't even figure out what I was saying in the midway through. I have to pee. Green light. All right. That's an yeah. If it's a if it's more like a biopic kind of thing or like a history of video you, games. You were thinking like rock. Carl. I thought <laughs> Carl a, Urban a there. Dean. Yeah. I thought a, a TV series Doom. I'm like, yeah. uh, well, it it I, I don't no. know. Was it a good movie? Yeah. Jeff D. Uh, green light. That All sounds right. uh, interesting. I mean, All right. I kind of dig some of those docudramas. Mm-hmm. All right. there, like shoot it like well, shoot it like yes. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, and then the Francos. Uh, well, I mean, you know, James Franco. I'm not going to speak to Dave's um, experience doing producing, but I know James Franco has really kind of come into his own as a mm-hmm. producer of quality projects. So, yeah, green light. Okay, so that was uh, <laughs> that's all green. <laughs> The apocalyptic world of Her, Chuck Wendig's Curly novel. Was using the restroom. Here, use my radio mic. Er, my wireless microphone. The apocalyptic world of Chuck Wendig's novel *Wanderers* is heading to TV. The book, which releases on July second. Uh, this is old news. Is being adapted by QC. <laughs> yeah, read it already. It's being adapted by QVC Entertainment. I'm just kidding. It's QC Entertainment, who produced Get Out and Black Klansmen, aimed to be a socially relevant, provocative TV series. The plan is to adapt the best-selling novel into something that takes its oddball genre riffing and turns it into Americana commentary like American gods. Here's the book's description from Amazon. Shanna wakes up one morning to discover her little sister in the grip of a strange melody. She appears to be sleepwalking. She cannot... Really? Talk... And cannot be woken up. And she is heading with inexorable inexorable, inexorable determination to a destination that only she knows. But Shauna and her sister are not alone. Soon they are joined by a flock of sleepwalkers from across America on the same mysterious journey. And like Shauna, Shanna, Shauna, eh, there are other shepherds who follow the flock to protect their friends and family on the long, dark road ahead. For on their journey, they will discover an America convulsed with terror and violence, where this this apocalyptic epidemic proves less dangerous than the fear of it. As the rest of society collapses all around them, and an ultra-violent militia threatens to exterminate them, the fate of the sleepwalkers depends on unraveling the mystery behind the epidemic. The terrifying secret will either tear the nation apart 
or bring the survivors together to remake. <laughs> Get it? Because we've been talking remakes. To remake a shattered world. No word yet on when the adaption might start production or where it might air or stream or anything. So I'm not sure why we're reporting on it. I don't know. Yeah. Red light that one. Yeah. Sleepwalkers. I, um, Chuck Wendig. Yeah. Todd likes him. I'm going to green light uh, Kirsten Book on Tapes by Kirsten. <laughs> books on tape. Kirsten Books on Tape. And, and I want you, and you read them just like you read that. Yeah. No editing. <laughs> Just yeah, like cold. Bidi, 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 bidi. cold reads. Nin okay, yes. Yeah. Cold read books on tape by <laughs> Kirsten Zahansky. <laughs> Dude, I'd pay for it. I'd green light that. That would be this. Interesting. I I don't know. You've got to really get me give me a good hook to go for almost anything post apocalyptic these days. I'm gonna. Red it's light. been done to death. Yeah, and I'm tired. And, <laughs> and I'm just I'm tired of it. I want to. I want stories that. Reassure me that we'll get through all this horrific oh, nonsense. You want yeah, Star, Star Trek? Trek. I do. I want a Star Aww. Trek future. What? Sorry. Which Star Trek future do you want? The good one or the one? <laughs> the one filled now? with action, violence, and cool stuff. Uh, you want a lot of lens flares in your future? I love lens flares. I want a lot of mini skirts and buxom women and cantilever bras. By the way, factoids thrown into a blender. Shout and out. Dranking shit out and putting a plastic bag called Star Trek. Uh, shout out to. Uh, no, but I do like Discovery. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, I shout promised out. I wouldn't do this. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. To a uh, friend of the podcast and fellow uh, Trek uh, experience people. April A. Bear, Nicole Monkdale. That's Hebert. They, uh, <laughs> Herbert, 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 Herbert. They, they actually, they had a friend who did up some completely accurate uh, TOS uh, uniform skirts. Those were 100% spot on. They, they were amazing. Yeah. And, and April and Nicole actually looked uh, fabulous in them. And Nicole absolutely slayed because on top of everything else, she did up this bun hair fall thing that was so quintessentially 60s. She could have been a fucking uh, uh, female character from the original series. Yeah, yeah. slapped around by Kirk. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, it, it was... Mundale, get over here. Yeah, really. It, it, Whack! Give uh, me that pad! Give it to me! Hold it yourself. <laughs> but um, it, it, it was great stuff. They really, really look good. If you see some pictures from Star Trek... Las Vegas this year, and you see a very skinny guy uh, with brown hair in a very good-looking um, blue tunic original series uniform with two women, a brune uh, both brunettes, one in the gold and one in the blue. That is Nicole, uh, April, and Tommy, the dude who did their costumes. Yeah. I thought he was a professional costumer. That's his hobby. Yeah. The guy, yeah. The guy just fucks around with that shit. Yeah, and it uh, was amazing. I mean, he did the seams, the darts on the women's costume, which were just so fucking weird. Yeah, uh, in the original series, they were such weird designs, but he did them accurately, and they were just phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Nicole's like wearing uh, the gold uniform, and April, yeah. who's a little bit got a little bit more red in her hair, is wearing the the blue. blue. It's like yeah. they stepped off of the set. Yes, nineteen sixties. Yes, yep, it's yes. incredible. It's sweet, and that's one of the things that I actually really enjoyed. To briefly sidetrack, the convention is the sheer amount of uh, TOS love 
And there were people pulling shit out of their ass. Uh, the, <laughs> That's the, where it comes from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, there. Bill Bias <laughs> got half of those alien costumes. <laughs> oh, what did I eat last night? <laughs> oh, this would be good to slap on somebody's uh, boob. There, <laughs> dude, there, there were so many... There were so many original series costume references uh, that was just going on. And Vernon's killing himself here. Um, and there were some also original choices, too. Uh, one of the best, uh, uh, Jeff noticed and pointed out to me, was some uh, girl was wearing an orange Air Force flight suit, 60s era, a la Captain Christopher yeah. um, in the uh, episode... Uh, Tomorrow's Yesterday. Tomorrow's Tomorrow. Yesterday, where they have to return an Air Force pilot to... We'll tell um, you when we're ready to tell you in a few moments. Yeah. And it's just... Seeing all of that was just, uh, it was just great. Yeah. So, uh, uh, anyway... Yeah. You ever heard Rob, uh, uh, David Rossi, sorry, uh, talk about the remastering of that episode on the DVD? I recommend you watch it. It's uh, Tomorrow is Yesterday? In fact, I believe, mm-hmm. yeah, Tomorrow is Yesterday. I think he talks about it in a, a vignette called Trek Space Lift, bringing Trek into the 21st century. His main focus is on remastering that episode and re- recreating the scenes there. Yeah, because that, that one was kind of... Awkward in the way they were like trying to show the Enterprise and a daylit sky, and it's yeah. kind of in front of a cloud in that and episode. Shit. And yeah, they did they they did do some interesting uh, changes. Yes, but of course, the best episode, Kirsten and I, our personal favorite, which we watch over and over again, is the Doomsday Machine. <laughs> uh, probably the best representation of re- remastering the effects in the the whole Ab- series. Just yeah. fucking. But and for those of you, I mean, if you don't know, if you don't know who David Rossi is, he's he's a producer from many eras of Star Trek, including Star Trek: The Experience, and he was uh, along with the Okudas responsible for overseeing the remastering production of the original series. Way back in the 2006s. Yeah, he was actually uh, Roddenberry's um, chief assistant for many years. He's uh, a cool dude, too. And he just gets so excited, like we are. Like, like he talks like a fan mm-hmm. when, when you watch him in the behind-the-scenes specials. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, digression over. Sorry. Apocalyptic world of Chuck Wendig's novel, The Wanderers. Where two reds over here. Two reds. Vernon, did you even did you even hear it while you were in the uh, pistol? Uh, I will go with green and Ooh. be like, well, check it out, sure. The rebel, Jeffy. Uh, red, yeah, I'm with wow. them on the, the excessive post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic <laughs> projects. Yeah, yeah. Say that right. three times fast. I'll say green just so Vernon isn't alone, but it loses anyway. <laughs> okay, here's three greens that are definitely coming from. Uh, uh, Biggs, Jeffy, and I, Margot Robbie, Ooh. and her production Green company Lucky Lucky Chap Entertainment huh. are developing a horror <laughs> anthology like a series <laughs> titled Amerisquares. Amerisquares, that could be a porno series. Almost. The Almost. project will Almost. be. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> I've arrived. <laughs> um, the project will be based on the quote family-friendly books by Elizabeth Massey a two-time Bram Stoker Award winner, Hmm. with each episode taking place in a different state and exploring a plethora of hair-raising local myths, legends, and historical events. Green light. Yeah, this green light. This is a fucking Andy green light. I I think he just creamed himself, and he doesn't even know why. I might watch that show naked. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
<clears throat> so, um, so when it gets to Nevada, you, the, the, the naked Vernon monster. Like, there you go. <laughs> well, so there's this guy who once a year trolls for pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that's scary. Where's he troll again? The Star Trek convention? <laughs> Trekkies, beware. Oh, uh, yeah. With Scares, we saw the perfect opportunity for us to delve into the horror space and tell the kind of unique and scary stories we used to tell each other around the campfire or at sleepovers as kids, Robbie. So let me guess. When they get to New Jersey, the Jersey Devil. Yep, the Swamp Devil. Um, so it's the yeah, X-Files. Yeah. yeah. Do, 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 We're excited. The team Oregon, with... Oregon is Bigfoot. Oh. Um, what else? Let's, Let's see. see. Uh, you got the, the Folk Monster. Legend of Boggy Creek. California has Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and Mothman. Mothman, yeah. Chupacabra. Um, uh, they're all over Mexico. Mexico yeah. City, Venezuela, Nicaragua. Hey, Chupacabra. Aye. There you go. <laughs> um, it's unclear whether Amerisquares will premiere on television or a streaming platform. Or will it? Yep. So we got two greens. Jefty? Yep, green. All right. Vernon. Yeah, I'll green it. It's old hat, but well, fuck it. That's what I like. There you go. What sold it to me was a was well okay. Sold to me was three things: a Margot Robbie, b um, when you keep pulling your mic away from you, I know. <laughs> as you're counting. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Here is what is right. I'm right, doing my. Right, uh, right. I'm doing my. Um, uh, That's a shade of red. Stupid <laughs> words won't come to mouth. It'll all scream it out in a minute. Jimmy Stewart? No, no, no. Singer, does Christmas songs a lot. Johnny Mathis. I'm doing my Johnny Mathis impression. Uh, <laughs> that is fucking annoying. Uh, Steve, congratulations. That's fucking annoying. Steve, sorry. Yeah, no, Margaret Robbie, the, the folktale from each each state and the, the, the campfire vibe. Um, not, 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 not look. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> glad, glad you joined us. I'm Margot Robbie. I'll see here. Uh, well, the son of a bitch bet me. Your mother never bet me. She would just uh, call me shithead. <laughs> Wait a minute. Where did that go? Folks, tonight's entertainment is brought to you by alcohol. <laughs> by by a fireball. Fireball, a, a Canadian tradition going back about four years. <laughs> uh, yeah, about ten. <laughs> no. Twelve. About okay, this about is two. interesting. It's like foster beer. You just export it all. Hey, get yeah. it out of here. The typewriter pages. We had, wow. fo- we had uh, fireball at, at Trek. And and Steve, Steve's... Uh, Steve's about He's pounding it back. I, I, I have a lot of fireball. You mean two wine, Steve? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm actually for my father. For my father. All right. Now, this one is weird. Netflix <laughs> has placed an order for its first series from Egypt. Entitled Paranormal, the Middle Eastern program based on the best-selling novels from the late author Ahmed Khalid Taufik will take place in the 1960s. You know what? And I wish Todd was here to read that name. Yeah, really. God damn it. And follow Dr. Rafat Ismail, a hematologist tackling supernatural events. Amar Salama was acting as producer, director, and showrunner. 
That no is. Idea. I'm impressed with your uh, speech skills there. Well, I you the know, guy lived in Kuwait. I lived I in a Middle Eastern country for a few years, so I, I better have something to show for it. It's shawarma with three syllables. Shawarma. Shawarma. Well, Cunts. how's that related to shawarma then? Cunts. Yeah, shawarma. Oh. <laughs> okay. So green light or I have red no light? idea. I, I, I don't normally, honestly. I don't know that one. Yeah, I would normally be red lighting the crap out of that just because you fucking. Just because it's coming out of the mill. You no, American pig. no, no. You American pig. No, it's it's because of the <laughs> you flip flopper. It's because of the the thing. Is that, that some kind Jeff of Arab slur? Red light, red light last week. The <laughs> what? The UFO thing with with Mike Cole. Oh, the, the paranormal. Yeah, aspect. it's like oh, for God's sake. That was my knee jerk reaction too. It's All like right, well, oh, yeah. Well, here, here, but, listen. Okay, go ahead. Oh, but I, I like the fact that this is going to be telling stories of a region in the world that I'm completely unfamiliar with, exactly. so I'm going to green light it. And I, you said it's based on a book, right? It's not like a... Yes. It's not a, um, a series Best-selling novels. It's, you told me on that. It's so. not based on the comment section from... <laughs> it's it's fictional. Yeah. It's fictional, um, but based on actual material as opposed to fictional yeah. improv on screen no 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 it's not okay. a reality show i got it's you. not a reality uh, show he's a yeah. he's a character and uh, yeah i think i mean steve went in the direction that i was going is it'll be interesting to see what a, a not only a foreign nation but a, a, a culture mm-hmm. really what their take on something like this would be because yeah. this is this is this is close to a 1960s x-files yeah except it's in egypt right and that- and and he's a doctor a hematologist it's yeah yeah, that does sound kind of interesting, just based on where it's located. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm gonna green it just because it sounds interesting. It's a different premise than we're used to. Vernon, I say green. There sounds go. good. Yeah, it's it. It actually is interesting. So how do you now, Biggs? You say you're unfamiliar with that region of the world. Well, I mean, There's I know where it is. Right. <laughs> he's, saying okay, he, he's saying the lore of... <laughs> yeah, I'm saying the... the lore. Yeah, the... Okay, uh, sure, sure, sure. The you know, myths and legends. Of and that, it's yeah. interesting, too, because Islamic culture, Islamic uh, 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 world... Uh, what what are they... How are they going to approach supernatural events? How are right. they going to... Because there are, there are portions of Islam that actually do recognize supernatural things like mm-hmm. uh it, it it's in the quran you know that like it acknowledges genie for mm-hmm. example there are even there are even uh you know folkloric examples of genie who are muslim yeah so uh it uh, very interesting to see what they might possibly Jinnaya. do so the jins Jin. whatever the the jinn the d-j-i-n-n the d-j d-j-n d-j-i-n-n real what <laughs> <laughs> Make him drop three wishes. Drop, drop three All wishes. Right. What? Rub my lamp and get no. three wishes. Before, Come on. Before oh we started boy. this whole thing, I thought I should cue up the DJ horn sound effect on my phone just in case it becomes <laughs> necessary at some point. And I thought, no, when the fuck will that ever come yeah, up? Yeah, really. It. Really. Yeah, because Todd would never be annoyed by that when he has to edit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd even refrain from the uh, from the uh, rim shot. Todd's <laughs> not here. You didn't get the rim shot. I got it. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Todd's not, not a foot. You know what? Right no, here. I see it. I see it. But okay. See. Okay, but okay. All right. It's, neat <laughs> it's ready to go. Have, it's neat that you have that at the ready. But there's nothing here that requires. No, it's completely a non sequitur. Okay, but just stand by on that. Yeah. 
<clears throat> okay, so stand by, Steve. All right, uh, red light, green light. Console Wars. <laughs> Sega, Nintendo, and the battle that defined a generation. The 2014 Blake J. Harris. Boy, Steve's killing himself. It's so easy with this. <laughs> I really am the funniest person I know. <laughs> oh, look, you know, I did, did know. make the mistake of put giving him Andy's mic. So yeah. <laughs> it's probably it's worked his way into his system. Oh, so I haven't. What's that, Steve? I haven't done this justice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, Steve. I didn't hear that. I haven't done this <laughs> Wait, you're supposed to, to be you fluent in Andy, Listen, Kirsten. Yeah, I know, but... I'm tell you what he almost did. I, yeah, I, I'm doing Andy... Okay, we're like three hours in. I, <laughs> I, right. I, I'm doing Andy with Steve Dialog. <laughs> there we go. So, uh, so, so you were saying you were almost Thomas in... Thomas is at the hospital right now. Ah! Something! I feel disturbance in the force. He's like pushing through medical people. I gotta get them out of here. I gotta... Just let me go. Ruining let me go. Show. Let me go. Either that or he's like, ketamine and lots of it. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not 500. Think it, it's not 500. <laughs> The, two, the 2014 Blake J. Harris book is getting a series from CBS All Access. All you see is BS. Yay. Uh, we'll also my, my, see the... My continual forgetting to cancel is paying off. We'll <laughs> <laughs> also see the streaming service produce a feature-length documentary over the same material. We all know it's Jeff's fault. Uh, this will be the service's first foray into the doc business and will be directed by Harris himself along with Jonah Tulis. No release date is set for the series or documentary. Console Wars. Sega, Nintendo, and the battle that defined a generation. Yep, I greenlit it. I'd like to watch that. Yeah, mm -hmm. green. I, really I mean, what happened, but I mean, sure. I'd like to watch that. I'm all for documentaries because, you know, getting interviews with people that were part of that era is always fascinating to me. And I think, I think any prejudice I may have had against that kind of pop culture do documentary was utterly slain by Toys That Made Us right? He-Man episode. It's like, you never know when something's, you're going to watch something and well, you're going to be like, Toys Who Made Us. And, and will they ever release that as a Blu-ray set? or No, it's, it's, a, it's a Netflix exclusive. So. I want to own it. I want to fuck that movie. Bong. <laughs> <laughs> I want to lay in bed with it and tell it I love it. <laughs> okay, so we got three greens. I think I'm doing a green. Vernon, I'm sorry, Matt. What? Vernon, you're kind of sounding Bong. green. Bong. Bong. Are you, you, uh, you? Oh, I'll green light. Yeah, it sounds like fun. All right. I, I, I don't, don't know. play video games, but how whatever. Much, I'll watch how whatever. How much has Vernon had to drink? Because he's been really generous. He's only been drinking the soda. I'm, yeah, I'm the I, I, somebody, somehow I didn't get a shot glass for the fireball. So I've been drinking my own cheap lower but I, shelf I thought, shit here. Yeah, you said you would get your well, rum. You got it mixed in there. See? Wait, uh -huh. are, you, are you drinking from the lower decks? Yeah, lower decks. Oh. Which I understand is some kind of new Star Trek cartoon kind yeah. of animated yep. series. There, yep. there was a nice uh, episode of TNG called The Lower Decks. Very yep. actually touching and well directed episode. That's, that was the, the inspiration for doing the. Yeah, it's the funny series. how good things can be an inspiration to do bad things. You don't know. You haven't seen it. Yeah. You haven't seen the movie. You just. Yeah, no. Do you realize what you just did? <laughs> how do you know if you haven't seen it? That's right. I haven't seen anybody. Shitting blood in a Burger King bathroom, but I know I don't want to see it. All right, 
You just kicked over my teacher box. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's number wow. one, it's a bad analogy. Number two, it's a lot lo, uh, a logical fallacy. <laughs> yeah. 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 It is right. an analogy. You're, if you you're ha- associating it, one thing with another. See, this if is you, what I was trying to avoid the whole time. Knocking <laughs> <laughs> over my I'm teacher gonna, box. I'm gonna sit back and enjoy this. <laughs> you cannot if you have not experienced something. You're not gonna change my mind. Oh I, I I'm not I'm just for the for the for the viewers at home. <laughs> Uh, you can if you have not experienced something, you cannot say whether it was good or bad. Yes, you can. Be- no, you cannot. The only thing that you can possibly say is, based on what I have seen, it looks like something I wouldn't like. That's all you can say. Otherwise, you are speaking completely from ignorance. You don't. You've not had the experience. You don't know. Here's my analogy. Um, I can't say. That I wouldn't like that that shit tastes horrible. All I can it does, say is, by the way, and I based can't on say the that. S- <laughs> based on the smell, there was this thing once where, and based on what I perceive to be the consistency, it looks like something I wouldn't want to put in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, as bullied nerds, Vernon and I can tell you, it tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Well, no, I, I, you know, actually, no, you know what? I'll, I'll go as far as not to tell this story. <laughs> <laughs> All I'll say is that it was in the, the trolling for of pussy car. episode. Uh, uh, it was very seven. dark. <laughs> it's a dark time in his life. It's a dark time. There wasn't much. Car and, there wasn't uh, much to live for. You know, episode title: for Two dollar. Girls, One Vernon. As much fun as uh, she and I were having, she had uh, lost a little bit of control and. Um, you know, Ooh. things happen. This, yeah. this, why do these things always go south? I mean, not the, this far south. Yeah. Uh, it, it, prime example. Um, what are if we you, even talking you, about anymore? Yeah. If <laughs> Shit. You ha- if you had told me, and, and this kind of goes back to what we were just talking about. Shit. If you had, to, yes. If you had told me there was a one-hour documentary about the creation of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, I would have gone. Eh, doesn't sound like anything I'd be interested in. Right. Yeah. Really, yeah. 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 Really yeah. Yeah. Good. And then, and then I actually watched it, and I was like, "That was freaking fantastic! That was amazing." I still have no real interest in He-Man or that toy line, but that documentary Listen, was excellent. Have you That's seen what, our yeah. comic books? <laughs> <laughs> there are comic books, That's right? I was too Bong. old. I was too old to be a fan of He-Man. I was already, you know, yeah. late. late te- I was trolling for pussy, and I wasn't. There was no He-Man cartoon toys or anything like that. I was just aware of it, its existence. Yeah, but that freaking documentary was engaging i was yeah. just like glued to it the whole time yeah yeah and it, about something i really have no interest in and i and i was thoroughly boy what a fucking story coming soon to cbs all access he-man <laughs> <laughs> man He-Man. at arms colon <laughs> bomb colon <laughs> colon <laughs> how ironic <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, Is there a movie you want to do a spoiler review on here? (laughs) (laughs) So Travelers at the end. What happened? Oh, my God. That was (laughs) so funny. It was funny. They go into a time loop, right? So they're like, they're trying to get back to time. They go into back home. Mm They bring some of the future people with them, right? Because the mutants overrun the facility and they got to get out. But they're just a little bit out of sync. So... The time window is like 100,000 years in the future. And they're like, well, we're either stuck out of sync in this world that we really can't affect anything, or we can go through the window. So they're like, fuck it, we'll go through the window. 
And then it's like a paradise, right? Because a hundred years after their time, there was nuclear war, apocalyptic, the, the, the land, Southern California was lava flows yeah. and, and burnt out. But a hundred thousand years, the earth is recovered. They go back to the lab and then the story picks up right from where time was frozen when they first came through. And they go through the beginning of the movie and then it begins to accelerate and jump cut through the whole movie <laughs> and then it runs and runs and runs and runs until they're back at the university campus in the lab where they had the time window where they go through the window into the hundred thousand years in the future and then that group in that scene resumes the time and it runs and runs and runs and it was really funny because talk about indulgent that bit they drag that one out and not <laughs> yeah. in like a Tarantino good way. Yeah. The, 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 this went on for minutes. Yeah. Just a hammer home. There's this eternal time loop and then the movie ends. It just like, yeah, boop, just the end. Yeah. But it was really, really funny because they just ran through this loop over and over and over <laughs> again. Like we often do at the end of an episode. Exactly. Like we often do at the end of an episode. Like we often do at the end of an episode. Yeah. Yes, Andy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So what's your time loop? Let us know at comments at UglyCouchShow.com. And until five. number 500. Ooh, yes. I'm 80's Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. Professor B. <laughs> Nobody, Nobody heard can hear you. you. <laughs> Trolling for the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I think he found his handle. He found your handle. Trolling for pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, thank you guys as always for tolerating our insanity and uh, thank you vernon for joining us thanks for having me glad you were out here too steve uh yeah. todd in all honesty man uh get well soon i hope they figure out what yep. this is and it's it's a couple pills and maybe a shot away from being fixed yeah, so. yeah cortisone yeah. yeah really yeah. yeah 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 take care buddy yep because you got to have you here for next week for the 500. I'll yep, be 500. driving around L.A. in that. 500. Dun, dun, dun. In no time, his foot will be swell. A half of a millennium. <laughs>